Hey, I'm Mike Kramer, KramerNow.com, and I help entrepreneurs build passive income without expensive programs by by building unique digital assets that help others. So since we spoke, what I've done and learned since the last podcast, so it's been over a week. It's the first time ever I've had a big gap. I apologize. To be honest, this happens often when I am questioning my content and my approach, right? So it's not just about getting busy, which happens to all of us, but it's that I start to wonder, you know, I know I to really take off, I need to refine my niche, right? And really niche down in the category. You can go out and do more generic content, you know, expand a little bit outwards within your niche once you're more popular, you have more viewers and stuff like that. But until then, the way to get there, the way to take off and grow your audience is to really niche down. And really, I haven't decided what hyper-focused niche that I want to do. I have ideas for other channels, but just for the business, entrepreneurship and all that, I love helping motivate people and things like that, but that's a pretty generic niche. I'd have to find some micro niche within that or smaller niche down, you know, category within that. I'm very good at technology. I I always have been with computers and everything. My career is is generally in IT. I've built websites since the 90s, so with all different platforms. So I mean, I maybe I should help people build websites or use a specific program like Elementor Pro or System or, you know, that's where I struggle with what would help the most people. And it's not just about what's the cheapest program or what has the best value, but really what goal, who am I trying to help and what am I trying to help them do, right? So in general, what I like to do is help people, as I state at the beginning of every show, help entrepreneurs build passive income without expensive programs. So that means instead of click funnels, which is going up to 150 a month and uh, all these other programs that you would get on top of that, I prefer things like system, which is zero, you know, it's free to $27 a month. Let's just call it $27 a month to get like comparable functionality. And you actually get way more functionality. It replaces a mail thing. It replaces your funnel. It replaces your blog software, your hosting, you know, everything. Things like that. But do I want to focus solely on system? Probably not. It's quite limiting in some regards if you're really into the design aspect of a website and you want to get into either designing websites for other people or just have more flexibility with your own, you're better off with WordPress unless you're doing e-commerce. You know, so do I become a WordPress expert or an Elementor expert or a I do big commerce. Speaking of e-commerce, I prefer big commerce over Shopify and over, I can never say Shopify the right way, <laughs> over Shopify and over WooCommerce. I prefer big commerce. So let me know if any of those help you in the comments. Just tell me what you'd like help with, whether it's something technical. And I'm talking like what niche should I focus on to help other people with a channel to help this channel grow, whether it's the podcast and the associated YouTube, instead of just sharing this content on YouTube and the podcast, and then YouTube had the, you know, I was doing the additional screen shares of technical stuff and how to's on my YouTube channel. I could split them off, keep them separate where I have a motivational podcast and a technical YouTube. Let me know what would help you the most. That way people could choose to just do one or the other instead of it getting mixed. But that's the whole issue I struggle with is what do I niche down to 
what do I enjoy doing? And I was hoping I could tell from the range of videos I do. Here's the secret I'll let you in on that I, I probably haven't shared yet. I was planning on just doing a mix of videos because some people recommend this when you're new in a small channel like mine and see which ones take off and have the niche chosen for you in a sense. You know, you focus on the stuff you're good at and it could be a variety of a couple things within a category like business or entrepreneurship and let the views decide, you know, what it's going to be. Now, for me, if I look at it, it's been mistakes made in affiliate marketing was my number one video and... If you look up Mike Kramer Marketing on YouTube, you'll see my channel, Mike Kramer Affiliate Marketing. Go to videos on the upper right, go to sort by and change that to most popular. You could do this for any channel and you'll see my most popular video by far is five mistakes to avoid in affiliate marketing. And followed by a YouTube short, which is called goals are useless without this. So I know it's kind of a clickbait headline, but that's what you got to do. The myth keeping you from being productive. How These are my top five, by the way. Another short, how to think like wealthy people. Another short, don't make this mistake and get bigger payouts. So granted, I don't have a whole lot of huge categories to choose from. I focused on just affiliate marketing at the beginning. It was kind of a generic affiliate marketing, and I wanted to get more specific on the products you use, the platforms, how to set it up, and what to do so you don't need to pay a lot of money for some course to figure out how to do it or have them do it for you. Okay, I went off topic. I have a bullet point, a uh, bunch of stuff I usually go off of, and I strayed from that. But, you know, I'm excited to be back. It's been over a week, uh, but that's what it comes down to. I just want to be honest with you because these are struggles I'm documenting that you're going to go through as an entrepreneur. And I just want to share, like, how I'm dealing with them. And that's how I'm dealing with them is I'm going to just keep making content. Something is either going to click or take off as far as popularity and views, or it's going to be something I find enjoyment or I'll get more comments on or something like that. So the other way it's hard to judge YouTube videos, especially that first one I mentioned is it's been out there longer. So how many views over how many days and something could take off after a month or two. So it's really hard to kind of compare your own videos, you know, but you could maybe go by year. What was the most popular stuff like that? So it, it's tough uh, trying to figure that out. So I want to put out more content though more content that helps people, not just for the sake of putting it out. Now in business, other updates, things that are new with me is I have migrated my e-commerce store from WooCommerce to BigCommerce. I've completed that uh, big effort and it was upsetting because I love WordPress and I spent a lot of time setting up my store in WooCommerce and I loved how it looked. The design was great. I was using Elementor Pro and WooCommerce and not many other plugins, right? And it would just crash. I had to restore it at least three times from backup just from doing regular plugin updates. It would destroy all my pages. And there are there's some huge, just what I consider basic e-commerce functionality. I talked about in the last video. I'm not going to rehash it. but So I finished migrating that e-commerce store from WooCommerce to BigCommerce. You could see it at BassAlien.com. I sell bass guitars and accessories there. I was really unhappy with WooCommerce and it's lack of basic e-commerce features. So even with a bunch of paid plugins, it doesn't provide those what I consider basic e-commerce functionality. So it went pretty smoothly, but I also shortened my product URLs for better SEO, that's search engine optimization. So I'm waiting for Google to recite, to re-index my sitemap there. I did create redirects so that customers 
uh, when they click a link in Google, that one of the old indexed sites, they won't get the dreaded 404 message. So let me know if you need to help doing that. I can show you how to do that. To see what Google has indexed for your website, you use something called a Google dork. And it's just a, a command with a colon, typically. There's a whole list of them. If you search for Google dorks, you could find them. Uh, one I use all the time is uh, site colon. So S-I-T-E colon and no space afterwards. Just put your domain name like site colon basealien.com or site colon kramernow.com, whatever your domain is. And you'll see everything Google has indexed for you. It helps to do it in an incognito browser so you don't see uh, cached things that show up in there as well. You can also do a space and then search terms, and that's how you could search any specific website for your search terms instead of just looking at all websites. So those are two ways I use that same Google dork. Uh, I don't know who named it Google dorks, but it is funny. So for real estate training, I've completed the 60-hour portion of the Illinois classes. Now, when I wrote this yet a day or two ago, I wrote that I'm now over halfway through the 15-hour portion. Just before this filming right now, I just finished that 15-hour portion, took that exam for that. So after that, there's the, I was writing, there's a course final exam. I've completed that today, just now. That was exciting. And then there's practice tests and flashcards I'm going to go through to prepare for the official Illinois real estate license exam. So if you're interested, even if you're in another state, you can get 25% off your real estate classes they're all online, very comprehensive. I used Real Estate Express, and I'll put a coupon code so you can get that 25% off. I'll put it in the description below. So people have asked me, why on earth would I pursue a real estate career when I have a great successful career in IT, in cybersecurity, something that's very in demand? Now, to me, it's a few reasons. And yes, I do question it, the decision, and I, it's not like I left IT. I, I'm going to I have the luxury of starting my real estate career while I'm still doing IT. But for me, the reason I'm even thinking of it is for a few reasons. So I've always loved real estate and have studied it in my spare time for the past 15 years. Most of the new books I've read in the past five years were related to real estate. I want to double my salary in the next few years and see no way to do that again with my current career. The only chance is with some sort of business where you take more risk, but you could have more reward. So I don't want a business in IT or cyber, even though that would seem like the obvious choice, because I really don't see myself doing that day to day and enjoying it. I want to be able to sleep in my own bed and be home for dinner every night instead of being forced to fly out of town for the week or for weeks on end as I have uh, with my IT career. I want to get better at sales and build relationships with people instead of just work on computers at a desk all day, even if it's from home. Now, if I do that sales on the IT side, which would be great, I still have that issue of not sleeping in my bed and being home for dinner every night because you would travel around the country, sometimes the world, as I have in the past. So it would also help my goals tremendously that I have for real estate investing. You're building relationships with the people same types of people you'd build for real estate investing in the local area. I'd become a local expert, which I'd like very much over uh, what I was trying to do about five, six years ago. I was a travel agent, I owned a travel agency, and I was trying to become a global travel expert. And I don't really even enjoy that. It was just, I liked the business model. 
Then I realized I could do that for real estate and be the local expert, which I would very much enjoy. So that's just me. It's different for everyone else, uh, but those are my reasons. Let me know if you've been thinking about it and why you'd consider a career in real estate. And let me know in the comments too, if you are a real estate agent or if you've tried it, what you liked about it, what you didn't like about it. So in my personal life, some updates there. I finished the book, The Miracle Equation, finally, which I'll talk more about in a minute. I finally finished painting the shutters outside of our house and hung them over the weekend. Uh, hung those over the weekend, went from burgundy to black shutters, and it looks really sharp. We've painted the exterior of our front door black to match the shutters, looks really good. All our new lights outside are also black, it looks really good. All matches, nice little accents. The wife and I are decluttering and just trying to get rid of stuff and get more organized all around the house. We walk every day for at least 40 minutes a day. We've been eating less, but still haven't lost any weight so uh, whatsoever. So if you're in the same boat, just keep it up. It's still better for your body in the long run, but it is discouraging. So you're not alone. Just thought I'd share that. Now from the library. That's the wrong sound effect. From the library. Thank you. Finished reading The Miracle Equation, as I mentioned, by Hal Elrod. It's a great read, kind of a slow read, if that makes any sense, but just because I didn't always agree or understand the concepts, so I had to reread them. It has practical advice for reaching your goals no matter how big, and it proves that we as people have the power to overcome nearly any obstacle that comes our way, just as Hal did multiple times in his life, despite all odds. So very compelling stories in there as well as practical advice. It's uh, it's about 250 pages. The last section is great. It talks about putting his, putting his advice into action with practical tips on daily activities that will lead to reaching your goals. His overall message is that miracles aren't always mysterious and that we can make them happen on a regular basis. It's all about the unwavering faith that you can reach your goals and that you deserve them combined with extraordinary effort which doesn't necessarily mean Herculean efforts every day, but it could just mean that you did it every day for a long period of time, making it extraordinary. He also talks about detaching yourself emotionally from results. And this is something I've heard Ed Milet talk about as well and several other successful people. Just having faith that your efforts will work, good segue from my daily walking comment, that you can adjust them as necessary, but just never give up. This brings me to a point that I've struggled with for a long time. What if you lose faith in the method that you're using to achieve your goal? I've determined that the answer to this question is that it's okay to change the method, but never lose faith that you can achieve your goal and that you deserve it. Everything happens in due time, and if you haven't reached your goal yet, or you find yourself changing the method completely to reach your goal, that's fine. Those were just lessons that you needed to learn to finally achieve your ultimate goal. In a previous episode, I talked about two views on a similar topic. One was to write your own eulogy. That's where at your funeral, someone talks about the kind of person you were and what you achieved. It's to get you to realize and focus on what's really important in your life. Number two is to ask yourself how you think others see you versus how you want them to see you. So this was very powerful for me. I don't know if I'm going to communicate this in the, in the same way that it worked for me, but I wrote down first how I want others to see me, successful entrepreneur, clean cut, good dresser, 
but not too fancy, kind to others, generous, happy and fun, you know, makes others feel good about themselves. Then I was brutally honest and wrote down how I think others see me now. And that's when it got real. I realized that I dressed like a slob most days, not like a successful entrepreneur, whatever that means, right? You could say this is superficial, but just stay with me for a moment. I realized that I don't always have the best hygiene, like shaving or getting haircuts regularly. I realized that I was getting mad easily. It's silly things don't always make others feel good about themselves and things like that. So I wrote down for each of those items that what could I do to become the person that I wanted to become, to be seen as the person I wanted to be seen as. Now, this is not a matter of pretending. This is actually fulfilling your destiny so that your real self, your real life matches your own perception and that you feel good about your identity. Your identity is so important to live a life, a happy, fulfilled life, as well as to achieve everything that you want to achieve. You need to identify and fill that gap between how you want to be seen and how you are right now. Because often that's the mismatch, right? It's not about pretending to be someone else. It's about you already see yourself that way. You want to be that way, but then you keep convincing yourself you're this other way or you're not taking the daily actions to be the vision of yourself that you see for yourself. So that's what we're talking about. Hopefully I communicated that well enough where it makes some sense. Now, our deep dive today is why D2C or direct-to-consumer business is suffering and how to mitigate it, right? I don't have a good segue from that last bit. I wanted to bring this up because I have was reading an article and see it for myself how direct-to-consumer is less profitable now due to rising Facebook ad costs with worse results. And I, I changed that to say ad costs in general, uh, soaring shipping costs, just due to everything, inflation, gases, wages, everything. Apple iOS privacy changes and anonymous email sender for signup lists, which is something you could read about where you're not getting people's true email addresses. Uh, another issue is supply chain, especially overseas, with major delays happening there and still haven't caught up. Physical stores are dealing with those as well, but have the advantage of a visible storefront where people can walk in and browse. On the other hand, on the online, you can get a virtual storefront that can seen, be seen by many more people. So how to battle these issues, right? How to mitigate these uh, direct-to-consumer business problems. So for rising ad costs with worse results, I'd say try a different platform. You know, we were talking about Facebook ad costs. So try a different platform like YouTube ads or TikTok ads. You can tell Facebook to just send it to Instagram or even Messenger and just try those different platforms and see which ones have the best success rate for you. Soaring shipping costs for that, you know, your options are you could subsidize the cost with the consumer. If you had free shipping, you could make it like a $5 flat rate or something you know, instead of just free shipping so that they're eating a little bit, but it's it's a known quantity for the consumer still. You can use cheaper, lighter shipping methods, offer larger sizes for more money, offer discounts for multiple products in one shipment, things like that. As far as the Apple iOS privacy changes like random email thing, 
you know, whatever that's called, you can make your sign up list so that they have to check their email to get the free thing that you offer when they sign up. This has always helped avoid getting a fake email too, just so that they can get to the next page in your funnel. So what I mean by this is a lot of people would have a funnel or some, you know, freebie you're giving away in exchange for their email address, right? We call it a lead magnet. And they put in their email address to get the video or whatever it is, a PDF, and they get there and, and they put in some fake email, they get it and they're done. And you didn't really get their email. To avoid that, and this could probably work for this Apple iOS privacy changes as well, is that they put in, you know, some whatever email, right? They'd have to put in a real working email so that you deliver that PDF content or the video content, not on the next screen automatically after they put in whatever email format that's not real, but it actually would, a link gets sent to their email address. So they'd have to have a real email to check it, to open that email up, right? And then now they can get the freebie they wanted. So, and you got to make all your emails like that, right? Like don't just spam them where they're not going to want to open your emails. You want the emails to be something that they want to open every day. So I see a lot more marketers sending daily emails. Guess what? I have blocked and unsubscribed from more lists in the last six months than ever before. And the number one reason is they're sending me too many emails. One a day is too many. Two a day, forget it. You're gone. So it's got to be valuable for me, right? And if you think I have time to read one of your emails every single day, you're wrong. And I assume most consumers feel that way. As far as supply chain issues, so stop sourcing from overseas or at least limit it. Find suppliers that are local or at least, you know, United States or at least on your continent like North America. Bring stuff in-house where possible, but don't break the bank doing it. You know, know what's in your wheelhouse, what's better left to be outsourced, that sort of thing. I like a little bit of a hybrid model. I'm mostly going in stock inventory right now, but if it's a domestic fulfillment place, I will list the majority or at least half uh, of things that I have in stock and then at most half, but usually less of things from that same supplier that would be drop shipped. And B, transparent with your customers, right? If you're drop shipping this stuff, even if it's domestic, you know, don't say it ships the next day. Change that shipping delivery to say, you know, three to five days or five to seven days, something like that. So I've always been transparent with that so that they know what to expect. And you'll find your customers are a lot happier and you'll have less complaints in general. So that brings us to the time hack of the day. Everyone loves this one, right? So my time hack of the day, and this is not sponsored, is for stately clothes. So any clothes subscription service is probably fit the bill. It just happens to be the one that I'm using right now. And it's the only one I've tried so far is stately. It saves time. I love supporting local businesses, independents, or chains. However, after running around in traffic and looking throughout the store, various stores, I rarely find anything that I like that's also in my size and is affordable. So after reviewing a few different clothing subscriptions, I bit the bullet and signed up for Stately. I chose the Lux plan, which is $179 a month for five to six pieces, which is one step up from their entry-level Sharp plan at $129 a month. They also have a Regal plan for $299 a month if you want shoes in every order, and it bumps you up to seven to eight pieces, and they sound like they're more premium pieces than the Lux plan. They also 
have a presidential plan at $4.99 a month. So if I bump it up, I'll let you know, but I've gotten one box so far. I was pretty happy with it, except for the watch. So it was the cheapest piece of crap I've ever seen or felt. And I hate to be that harsh, but I'm just telling you like it is, because what can I say? Now, I didn't expect much for that, but I was curious. So uh, it just felt so lightweight and plasticky. I don't even know. So the shoes were perfect. The socks were cool. The clothes all fit well and were comfortable and look good. The best thing is I would have probably never picked out any of these items at a store. So it really is expanding my wardrobe as far as that's concerned. Now, that is probably my fault for the watch because I could have unselected watches from my order preferences, but I left it checked. So I'm picky about watches. I wear my Apple Watch. I think, yeah, I have it on right now. And I wear it 90% of the time. The few times that when I want to wear a different watch, I'll pick one of my nice watches that I have. So, uh, But needless to say, I've unchecked watches from my profile stating I no longer wish to receive any. I left headwear and bags because I just am curious to see what they would send. But I have a feeling I'll probably be turning those off too because my goal was really just to focus on clothes only and just business and business casual. I have plenty of bum clothes and more casual clothes like I'm wearing now uh, just for hanging out around the house, getting work done, you know, normal casual stuff and a bunch of bum homeless uh, sweatshirts and stuff like that. So I have my settings at business casual and classic casual, but I have so much casual clothing that I might change that as well. For now, it's kind of fun to see what they send. They're not really clear about what to do if you hate something, but to be fair, I didn't really uh, look into that myself, so we'll see. But I did get an offer recently, full disclosure, for uh, bumping up to the Regal plan for $2.99 a month. You get shoes in every order and more premium pieces, and you get more pieces, and they were going to include another like $200 of bonus items on top of it. So I said, sure, bump me up to that. So I don't know if I think that'll be for the one shipping in two days that I might get the Regal plan. I'll let you know what that looks like. And the reason I did that is I figure, you know what, I can always change if it's better value, that's great. And then I can always change the frequency to say, hey, just send it every two months. And it would actually end up being cheaper than the Lux plan. We'll see how that goes. I'll keep you posted. But all right, well, thanks for your time today. Let me know what you want to hear next. Links to everything will be in the description. Check my website, KramerNow.com, with step-by-step -step guides and links to my socials, podcasts, and all the books I've read. Okay, maybe not all of them, but recent ones. Find me on YouTube. Just search for Mike Kramer Marketing. Have a great day and take it easy.